Welcome to Hearts Aligned, a tapestry of heart-touching stories, motivation, wisdom, and inspiration. Join your host, Deshaun Williams, every Monday at 4.30 p.m. as they connect and align hearts. Good friend and guest, Mr. Michael King on the show today. How are you? I'm doing well yourself. I'm I'm doing well. Uh, it's ten o'clock, and I know where it's at. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's early morning for you. Yeah, it's seven a.m. here. So, um, but I'm I'm used to it. I'm usually at work, you know, out the door by seven thirty anyway. So it's not too it's not too different. Yes, sir. Uh, I always said if I went from the east coast to the west coast, it'll take me a little time to get used to. <laughs> Especially if I know I fly out of South Carolina or out of Charlotte, rather, at mm-hmm. 8 a.m. And it's like, you've arrived and it's 8 a.m. there. It's like, hmm. So, <laughs> like, let me let me get all this under. Like, So I know it'll take me a little while to get used to. But I thank you for being on the show today as we discuss mental health. And you personally reached out to me because you stated that you had um that you had a view that you wanted to speak on so i'll turn it over to you yeah so um there's a there's a lot of talk about mental health and and in particular my world being prior service um every 22 hours a veteran kills himself all right And, and we talk a fair amount about suicide and and not too long ago um and it's not a veteran, but not too long ago, another person um, that a friend of mine knew killed himself. Um, and it makes me think about, you know, this the stigma of mental health. And, and it's really two things I want to talk about. The, the stigma of mental health, you know, I was like, people view going to a therapist and getting assistance with their, with their mental health as some sort of weakness. Um, or it makes them look bad, but you know, I, I ask you is like when you kill yourself, how is that a solution? I mean, it is much better to go get help than to kill yourself than to commit suicide. So even if you're just thinking about it, if you're thinking about suicide and you want to think that mental health is a weakness the thought of suicide is a far greater weakness. Get the help. Um, you know, there's a, that cliche saying suicide's a, a permanent answer to a temporary problem. Um, and oftentimes the people who are contemplating suicide don't realize the impact that they're leaving behind on their survivors. Um, people who consider suicide and commit suicide they have people that they care for it's just they have a lot of pain and and lots of times they don't realize how much they are cared about from the others but you leave a a wake of trauma behind when you go that route um your wife children husband your best friends your non-blood family they all struggle and they feel guilt and they're like why didn't i see this what did i do what could i have done better a lot of questions and because you're gone there's absolutely no closure no answers to those questions for them so um 
if you're thinking about suicide, if it's crossed your mind, there's something inherently wrong. It goes against nature. You need to tap into that. You need to figure that out. And so many times talking through it with a professional will help you figure out what it is that's wrong and give you strategies to fix that. So um, that's my rant on the suicide aspect. Um, what often is not discussed um, at length is for the people who knew the person who committed suicide, um, especially the ones that were very dear to that person. And I'll, I'll say him because um, men are much more successful at committing suicide. Women attempt it more, but men are better at it, if you will. They are much more successful at a much higher rate. Um, there, there's a series of emotions that you go through when you lose someone to suicide and they're all legitimate. All right. It is okay. And I really want to stress this. It is okay and reasonable and normal to be angry with the person that committed suicide. They've cheated you out of their presence. They did not give you an opportunity to help. They, they claim to love you, but they left you on a permanent basis. It is perfectly okay, and it's perfectly reasonable to be angry at that person. So when you, when you get into that feelings, and lots of times you'll, you'll have that feelings, but if you acknowledge it, then you feel worse because, you know, I shouldn't be mad at this person. But yes, yes, you should be mad at that person. All right, it's going to be one of the, the stages of grief that you go through, and it's perfectly normal, perfectly reasonable. Um, another thing is, now, often the survivors need to talk with somebody, and you also need to find yourself a therapist, a close confidant, or even a stranger that you're never going to see again that you can open up to and have no stigma attached because you've got nothing to lose. You you just blurb everything out. You're never going to see them again. It gets it out of your system, but you got, you got to get it out. You got to get it out of your system. Otherwise it's going to fester. And then it may take you down a dark path as well. So that's really the big things that I wanted to get out all at once. So I appreciate you just kind of letting me rant. You're welcome. Um, Cause you know, I, I liked everything that you did stay. Um, and it also brought about a question. So one question is, it's kind of the follow-up questions that I normally tend to ask a lot of people. But you as a veteran, I want to ask you this particularly. How do you think society is doing when it comes to providing the resources and the tools for our other veterans that for our veterans that are suffering from mental health um poorly but getting better um there are resources out there i know that, that like the veterans they have a, a hotline that they can call um just to talk with someone it's not a mental health um specialist um, but it is someone who can listen to them and then you know, maybe talk them off a ledge and then refer them to mental health. And it's a 24-hour thing. So, that you know, a lot of therapists don't have a 
you know, midnight to 7 a.m. shift. Um, so that that makes sense why it'd be another person than just a referral from there. Um, but it's a resource. Um, veterans have more resources because they can tap into all the civilian resources as well as the VA resources. Right. Um, I think um, it's it's been difficult for civilians to find the resource. When, when I've talked with people and in my coaching and, and I've uh, encouraged them to see a therapist to help them deal with their unresolved trauma, um, they always worry about money, right? And they don't realize that there's resources out there, there's sliding scale um, therapists out there so that money doesn't have to be a eliminating factor, right? Um, so there's places, and you can just Google it, you know, there's family resource centers of a variety of names in, you know, in every county in this country. So if you just contact one of those places, they will have, if they don't have someone that they already use, they will have people they can refer you to. You explain your situation, um, whether it's, you know, just mental health challenges, drug challenges or whatever, they can, you know, steer you to the right place to get you help um, based on your financial status. Yes, sir. Um, and, and I guess my second question would be, because uh, you, you stated about men and um, men having a higher success rate. But also, a lot of people feel like going to go get help is a weakness. Would you say part of that is because how society has made it seem like, especially for men, like we cannot discuss our emotions, like we have to bottle it up and keep on going? <laughs> Definitely, there, there's a part of that involved. All right. So um, there is and expected strength that men are supposed to have. And, and, you know, by, you know, far and wide, we do have this strength. Um, but men also have a way of making men strong by knocking them down until they get up again, I'll say. Um, so when men interact with men, there's always this factor of you're sizing them up, who can beat up who, the 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 th the threat of violence amongst each other helps us stay cordial and friendly because men typically don't want to get into an altercation, but they want to be prepared for one should one occur. All right. So that creates the, the threat of violence creates automatic respect amongst men. Um, now to go out there and cry in front of a man, now you're presenting yourself in a state of vulnerability. Well, I won't say weakness, we'll say vulnerability. And when you're being vulnerable to a person that you've already sized up as far as physicality, you know, that's, it's putting yourself in jeopardy. You have to have a very, 
high degree of trust and love with that person to open up like that. Right. And if you think about um, the people in your life, how many people in your life is there forever? Right. People are in your life for a, a reason, a season or a purpose. Right. Only a very select few are ever in your life forever. So for a man, you might have, I'll say a high number would be five. If you have five people in your life forever, that's a high number. So how hard is it to find that guy that you can really open up to and be weak with? It's pretty difficult for men. Um, and so that's why men don't talk as much. And then if you take it to the, the woman's side, um, statistically, if you, if you open up to a woman that you're romantically involved with and become emotional, that woman starts to lose interest in you and you will lose that woman, right? Because she will see you as weak, see you as someone that may not be able to provide and then they'll walk away from you. So you've got to find a very, very special and unique woman to be able to do that with. And it, and you are, at risk of losing her if you do. So that's the challenge that men have as far as opening up. Yes, sir. And, you know, I, I absolutely agree. Uh, being vulnerable isn't, isn't easy, but, you know, it's something that we must all, uh, it's something that we have to come to a conclusion that like, it's okay to be vulnerable. Uh, yeah, there, there's, um, there's absolute power in being vulnerable. And that's what a lot of people don't realize. Um, so the state that I described, um, a lot of people are in. The number of people who can allow themselves to be vulnerable, it actually gives permission to others to be vulnerable with you. All right. So it takes that first person. When you're that first person that does that, it actually becomes a sign of strength to other people. It's like, wow, he was able to do this. Now I can do this. And it's, it's a good, it's a good leadership strategy um, to be vulnerable. And you got to be picky about what you're vulnerable about, but um, what you want from others, you have to provide yourself. Right. So if you want to, if you want love, you got to give love. You know, if you want trust, you got to give trust. If you want respect, you got to give respect. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so I guess my, I have no other questions for you. So I guess, uh, we'll go ahead and wrap it up now. And the, what is the best way for an audience for the listeners to, uh, reach out to you? Um, for me, if you just want to go to my website, transformationalcc.com, um, you can, check out the information of, of what I provide there. And there's my contact information is there as well. So feel free to reach out. Um, and also um, if you are having suicidal ideations, which is really just, if you're thinking about suicide, um, there is a 988 number now for suicide instead of a 911 for a regular emergency. Um, you know, keep that in your phone, keep it handy. Most definitely. Um, that 988 number, it was something serious to get pushed through. 
<laughs> I was one of the advocates that put, that tried to push it through. And when we finally succeeded, it was like, yes. <laughs> um, because that 1-800 number was... Yeah, I can remember that. Right. It's like, it's a 10-digit number. It's a crisis. Nobody's going to remember that. So that 988 number, it's three digits. You can easily call it. I think they have a text line as well. So it, it's it's available 24-7. Um, and the numbers are right there beside each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So oh. uh, thank you for being on the show today. And um, thank you for giving your insight. And thanks for having me. Have a great day. And remember, everyone, if you would like to get in contact with with Mr. Michael King, you can go to his website at transformationalcc.com. It will be in the show notes if you didn't catch that. And remember, this is not goodbye, but this is until next time.